welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. For those of you who are brand new, thanks for joining us. And for those of you who are returning, welcome back. I have my brother today again. I love these episodes. These are really fun for me on a personal level. And so hopefully this is going to be interesting. We've got an idea for our topic and we're going to roll. Let's just get going. Culture says, do everything fast, do everything first. And I think that's super interesting from where I sit as a therapist, because oftentimes what I see is on the psychological side of that we actually often need to do the opposite of what the culture is pushing upon us. So I think about it in in terms of the cultural view of, Hey, break that news first, be the first one to tell everybody what's happening. But then you've also got the competitive side of that. Win, win that game, you know, whether that's a sport or whether that's politics or, you know, economics, be the richest, be the most powerful, whatever it is. And so I guess today where I really want to focus is when the culture pressure is saying, go fast, be first, what is, you know, what is, what is your experience? You've done some things in this world. What is your experience of this cultural pressure? And then how does that impact uh, your, your day-to-day decision-making? I think that. Well, two things kind of come to mind. One is I, I, I'm competitive and I like to be first. I like to win. It's enjoyable and it gives me the motivation to participate in something when there is a chance to sort of separate yourself and stand out. Um, but then the part that pulls back on that a little bit is I, on the sports side, <clears throat> excuse me, on the sports side, it makes sense. But in the social world, maybe it doesn't make as much sense because um, the the strive to be first to post or first to uh, experience something, you have to insert a lot of assumptions. And those assumptions can blind you to something that you're – it kind of goes back to our last week's topic um, a little bit it can blind you to something that is that is that gets missed and that is important within the decision process or whatever you want to call it does that make sense like it's yeah you okay so you highlighted the the conflict there let me just make sure i got it in com- competition the the idea of winning and being first there's there's a fun factor there's this mm-hmm. idea that that's exciting. Right. That's an emotional response, mm-hmm. right? An emotional response to winning is, is uh, I, that's fun because I stand out as the victor, the one who won. Mm-hmm. But on the social side, what I'm hearing you say is it makes less sense because being first is, is making assumptions. It's predictions basically that mm-hmm. my vantage point is right enough that in the end, I'm going to look like I was the first to be right. 
Is that yeah, what you're saying? That, yeah, but but what sense does that make? Because first you have to define right as somehow winning, and and that's a hard that's a hard uh, leap, I think, to make because right again, right has to be defined, and then right has to be codified as winning, and so. And I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's right. <laughs> okay. Because what is right? What is right? Yeah, I mean, so you're talking. That's where the assumptions and the bias comes in. Okay. Yes. Right. Correct. So if you're making the assumption that you know better than others, that it could, that I mean that that may be one of those birthplaces of the superiority stuff we we see in the culture. Could be. Yeah. So how do we tame that? Hmm. Uh, well, I think one of our earlier conversations a month ago or more uh, is uh, don't have answers, have questions. And if you, because you can't, you can't be right unless you're asking the correct questions to, to move towards some sort of agreed upon truth of some sort, whatever that means, even it's, you're trying to, you're, you're trying to be curious enough to wonder what's, what's worth talking about. And then you have to have the right questions to, to drive down that path to then discover what may be right, uh, you know, within a society or within a culture. And so if you just try to seek those answers, then the stuff from last week, that confirmation bias starts to creep in where you're just looking to prove what you think you already know. And so you can't do that. So you you have to stick with questions. You have to stick with that wonder of, hey, what could this be? What it, What yeah. would it be if this was the case? And does yeah. that make sense kind of a thing? For sure. Okay. So I, I'm going to do something. I, I don't know. Uh, chances are for all the audience folks out there, my brother does not probably watch all of my podcasts. Um, so I've got a, I got a little, a little thing for him that I have gone over in the podcast before. Okay. But I, I want to do it live time because this is, this is actually interesting. You're, you're talking about asking the right question. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to ask you a question and see what happens from this. All right. So can you see this image? I do see the image. Okay. The image has this green cylinder and a bunch of checkered boxes that are, you know, gray to what looks like dark gray to white to like, I don't know. They're kind of shades of gray, really. But the question I have to ask you is A and B that's on the screen. When you Mm -hmm. see those. Yeah. What's, what's the, what's the question you would ask about those? What question would it ask about A and B? Yeah. Like when you're looking at this, you're going, okay, B is in the shadow of the cylinder. Mm A is, you know, so what, what are those shades? So asking specifically about the shade of color, what, what might you ask? Like how different they are, how similar they are. Like what, what would you ask? Well, I don't, my first 
instinct would be from a math brain is like what what do a and b mean why are they there and is there a is there is there some ultimate purpose yes. <laughs> for it okay right? that would be my first instinct awesome so you start even bigger that's that's awesome okay now i'm going to tell you the purpose of them is we want to do a color comparison okay is a and b uh, are a and b different colors Okay. Yeah. Then I would say something like that. Or if we're trying to compare them, I would say, are they a different shade or a different, uh, level of darkness? I guess that's what shade is. Right. So, okay. So what if you ask the question, are A and B the same? What would you say? You mean as an answer to that question? Yeah. Answer that question. Uh, are A and B the same? Are they the same shade? I would say most likely not, but B's in a shadow, so it's hard to say. Okay, good. So this is the beauty because I'm doing this live with somebody. The beauty of this is what you just said at the end. Most people don't answer that way because they're not asking that question. They look completely different because B is in the shadow and A is not in the shadow. Well, truth be told, for those who have followed me and understand this concept, what we are looking at is the, uh, I I did a podcast not too long ago uh, on um, what was the title of it? It was, it was an interesting title. Uh, Context matters or mm-hmm. background matters the idea that what's what's around the issue affects the way in which we see the issue right a and b factually are the same shade yeah in this if they, if we were to cut them off this you know obviously we can't cut them off the screen but they are literally the same shade but because b is in the shadow our mind is putting it in context yeah. And saying it's lighter, but it's not. It's the exact same shade as A. Yeah. And when I look at it, you can see the difference between the corner of the yep. A down to the bottom right of it is the same shade. And then it gets darker and then it gets lighter again, which then matches the shade. That's yeah. right. Okay. It's super weird, but it 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 does show what you're describing is that we have to ask the right question. If we're just asking, say, are they the same or are they different? And we really think it's a didactic response, a yes or a no. Mm -hmm. And we don't say it's a maybe. That is a hard maybe. Yeah. Right? Because I have to look at the context around it. And so we end up in these situations when we're looking at the social side of stuff. We're looking at, the emotion, this actually goes into something you and I have talked about a tiny bit, which is that that uh, the awareness wheel, mm-hmm. the, the communication tool that that I've, I talked with you about. Mm-hmm. And it's the idea of saying, what is my experience of it? What are the outside factors mm-hmm. that are influencing my experience with it? Mm-hmm. And do those change the way in which I see it? It's why. Uh, I don't know, a, a person who, uh, is, you know, is, is angry, can't see accurately. 
Correct. They just, or, they or can't. stress or stress or, or stress. Yep. Yep. For sure. So, okay. So like, look, I love, I love coming up with, uh, you know, tools for, for folks to use. Uh, I have a bunch, but when you're in a situation where, I don't know, being first has its advantages, you know, in mm-hmm. the social side, it does too, right? If you're the first to break a story, then you get the accolades of being the first that broke the story. Mm-hmm. But if you break the story and you do it wrong and wrong being determined over time, mm-hmm. then you could actually get hammered. You could like ruin your career that mm-hmm. way too. So when we're looking at that, there's the risk factor. How can we reduce the risk in a situation where we want to socially be first? I don't know if I have a good answer for this one because I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say I experience things socially the same way as a lot of people, but I mean, maybe I experience them the same way, but I don't react the same way. I think I, uh, I like to have knowledge. I like to know, I guess, more or less what I'm talking about before, before I say something, uh, at least, at least to a certain degree. And then I like to learn more as I talk about it out loud, but I don't like to say things definitively. I like, okay. So maybe I'm working myself into an answer. Maybe say, if you're, let's say you're breaking a story of some sort, maybe you say, could it be possible? Not just don't dis, don't define it as fact right away. Say, Hey, this, if you want to be first to break a story, break a story and say, Hey, this looks like something that it might be, but we don't know for sure. We'll have more and we're going to continue to investigate or learn um, more about what's going on with this situation. But rather than just defining it as fact, um, say it looks like it's going this way and then then continue the story. That's awesome. I, okay. Where did that go in our media? I know this is, this is a big question, but I, I remember growing up, we used to hear breaking news. This is the facts as we know them right now. We will bring you more of the story as the story unfolds. Like we would hear that. Um, there's a reason why I can repeat that. Yeah. That literally was the line that was used anytime there was breaking news. Yeah. Where did that go? Nobody does that anymore. They put, they go breaking yeah. news. You know, Donald Trump is you know, threatening death and destruction. Breaking news. Joe Biden, you know, almost falls off the stage. Like, I mean, you go and look at it and you're like, uh, probably not true. I mean, it looks a little, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, wow. Great breaking news. With accuracy of like, I don't know, about one-tenth of what needs to be there. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think I think it's true. Uh, I That goes back to your first question is about being right. Right? It's they, they rush to be right, not rush to wonder and ask questions. So 
they break the story a certain way because they feel like they want to be right. And so if they say it enough, they think they are. And then other people will think they are because they just either listen to a soundbite or read, uh, you know, a headline and they're like, well, that's that. I guess that's it. And then more of the story is actually, Hey, <laughs> look at the rest. The rest mm-hmm. doesn't exactly say what you just said. It said it's, it's maybe it's a little more contextual. Maybe there's more to it. And, and let's see, let's see what it really is. Let it play out. You you said something that's really interesting to me because as a therapist, I deal with this piece a lot. There's this friction point where we, we rush to be right instead of rush to wonder. Yeah. Both of them take us in the same exact direction, but they have totally different social outcomes. So here's what I want to just tease this out a little bit. How, how do you decide like when it's important to be right versus when it's important to wonder? I think you want to be right when it's life or death. You want to wonder when it's not. So if it's a, if it's a matter of, of, uh, packing your parachute, you want to be right. You don't want to wonder if it's packed. You want to know that it's packed. But when it comes to, let's say, uh, you know, if you're a, if, if you're a cop and you're approaching a situation, you, you can't rush to be right. You have to, you have to assess the situation. And so you have to naturally wonder, okay, what's going on this with this situation? How do we, figure out who the the players are, who's moving, who's not, what's going on with, uh, you know, the escalation, de-escalation, whatever it is. And so you have to wonder, even though it could be life-threatening, it's not yet. And so you got to wonder, let's say. And yeah. so that's kind of, that's sort of how I see it. Okay. So that's good. You, you brought in safety as the, the factor, right? Safety is ultimately, you got to be right when it's about being safe. Like that. I, I agree with that from a therapeutic lens. That's a hundred percent where I go and feelings of safety. There's, there's different le- levels to safety, right? There's, there's environmental safety, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea that our environment is safe. There's relational safety. There's emotional safety. There's spiritual safety. There's all these different kinds of safety. And my experience from where I sit, could be completely different when it comes to safety than yours. I could literally believe I'm about to die. And you could be looking around going, no, I know we're safe. Okay. Yeah, true. Our experiences definitely play into that. Okay. So when we're looking at that, how do I, how do, I mean, how, how would you or somebody create the rush to the wonder and curiosity and questions as opposed to rush to be right that I'm about to die and calm that down. Like what, how do they do that? You got to have people you trust around you. That's that community that you need to then bounce things off of them to say, 
hey, it, it, if you feel unsafe, ask, is, are we in an unsafe situation? And someone else could look at you and say, no, 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 it's not. I got this. Right. Uh, and, and that can be in any of those environments that you said, whether it's uh, social, emotional, uh, behavioral, what, what else did you say? I forget, but, uh, relational. With, what? Yeah. Relational, spiritual, like there's spiritual, a whole bunch. Right. Of them. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. Yeah. You, you have, if you're doing it all by yourself, you're, you're not going to know. Okay. What's, what's wonder when you're alone? It's nothing. You're just, you're in your own world. So this comes, this comes full circle then. Like what we're dealing with is you, you're saying get community, get supports, you know, be, we're tribal by nature for a reason. It's the survival mm-hmm. piece. That's what you're describing here. Mm-hmm. And when we go back to the idea of the, the, the community, then the culture saying you got to be first. If we get into a situation like that and we feel threatened, mm-hmm. what we are saying, what I think we're saying is that empowers the most uh, extreme to be the first on purpose because they're the one who feels the most threatened. And then the rest of the tribe just goes, Oh, well, they're doing it. And they got four people, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Let everybody go there. And it's mm-hmm. like pushing us toward the extreme. Yeah, that's mob reactionary type tactics that is somewhat natural to, yeah. to I guess, feel because you because you might feel safe. They don't feel safe, or at least a handful of them don't feel safe which then spurs the others to feel unsafe. And so then you look around and you're like, well, wait, uh, now I'm alone. Now I'm unsafe because I'm alone. So then you make yourself feel like the group so that you don't feel unsafe in that, even though the situation itself is safe. So you assessed it correctly, but then you feel unsafe now because of the group's behavior or their reaction and so you take on that feeling of unsafeness, like, yeah, because you're now alone, right? Which is a completely different form of unsafe than the situation presents for you, right? So in a, in in the world of say like horses, because we grew up with horses, we mm-hmm. you know they're 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 pack animals, you know mm-hmm. they 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 run together like dogs run mm-hmm. together. In the event that a horse was right about assessing the safety of a situation, but the herd takes off anyway, mm-hmm. that horse runs with them unless something else happens. There's something that could happen that right. could make them change their mind. What might that be? Um, a secondary threat that is not observed by the pack, because once the pack uh, is reacting to the one thing that's the one thing they see and the other horse might see one other thing because they delayed in their reaction and and they might respond to that threat or that particular thing right okay so that's interesting because that that is not the angle i was gonna take but it's a good angle because the the secondary option right the secondary option which is in this case you defined it as a threat mm-hmm could that also be, I don't know, a second herd that they could peel off and find safety and security in? 
Interesting. I guess, yes, if proximity warrants that. Right. Okay. So there's a threat that's outside of two herds. Mm -hmm. The herds are running from the threat and they meld what looks like into a single herd. Mm -hmm. And then you have a situation where when the herds break, form and go back into two herds, if the threat is still in proximity to some of the herd at the back and they get split from their own herd, Mm -hmm. they would mesh with the other herd. They would stay where it's safe Mm -hmm. until later on when they could assess, oh, can I get back to my own group or are they gone? And now I have to slow down. Unfortunately, this is not about winning at this point. This is about Mm -hmm. the social side. I have to join the new group, which means I got to find a way to build, to to have them build confidence in me and to build confidence in them so that I can be part of this because I just know I can't be all alone. Does that make sense? It does. does. So in a situation like that, now I know we just talked about horses. We probably lost half of my audience, but that's okay. It's a good, it's a good opportunity to talk about this because those community, the same community supports and tribal nature that we are can actually be tailored both by the negative, which is a secondary, uh, you know, fear mm-hmm. or by the option of something that is safer. Yeah. Or seems safer. Well, in a tribe, as tribal, as tribal as we are, the idea that we yeah, need yeah, yeah. people, yeah. like that's, that's a, that's by the biological design. We yeah. are going to do that. That's that yeah. we know for sure. Agreed. Okay. So it's interesting that we went there. Like, what do we do with this now? Like what that's, that's going to be the, the big question to, that I don't know how we're going to wrap this up, but that's really the wrap up part, right? Now that we know. That we're, I mean, it could be something here. Let me propose this as as a possible pathway. You know how in in our country, uh, without the, I try to, I I address political topics because political topics sometimes, uh, well, okay. So super quick, culture is at the top. Politics, economics, all that other stuff, education, all that stuff is secondary to culture. Mm -hmm. But culture is created by the individual. The individual makes the culture. So there is this weird circular thing that can happen. Um, and, I, and, and I say that because uh, when I go into the political piece of it, like we right now in America are looking at really two forms. We've got Democrats and we've got Republicans. Like and and a lot of people are going to argue like, we can't do a third party here. We just can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it because you you'll break things up too much and you'll lose ground and the others will win, mm-hmm. right? But if the herd was big enough and the threat was big enough, we would do a third party. True, and it happened here in like what is it eighteen fifty four or eighteen fifty five. There were no Republican part. There was no Republican right. party. And then it took six or seven years. I think it's around that time um, for a Republican to actually be successful. And 
and then we got, you know, the Civil War, and we ended something that was super important to end, right? So, like, it was, that's a big deal, but it it has happened, and it can happen. Yeah, but it's only going to happen, I think, based on what we're describing. Correct. If the threat is big enough, yeah. there's a secondary threat that forces the movement. Or maybe in this situation, there's an option with the first threat. Right now, there's not an option. Yeah. Which is interesting. That is interesting to think about. I I guess I had really thought of it in that terms or in those terms, but it's, I think, yeah, because you want to trust the one herd, whether you're left or right, you want to trust it. But if if the threat they're running from isn't actually a threat, then then another herd might be running from a bigger threat faster. So you want to be right, but, <laughs> but that's a risk because you know winning is important, but being right is more important potentially with safety. And it could be, it could come down to a safety and security thing and, and we don't even know it. So maybe the questions that we need to ask are what, what are the threats? What are the real threats and which herd is running away from the right threat? And yeah, maybe, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta look around and look and, and try to figure that out. It's so interesting because. Yeah, how do we decide in a situation that's I mean, we obviously did it from an abstract thinking, you know, yeah. this could possibly happen. But yeah. in our daily life, we have to make decisions. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm reminded of yeah. of of the the circle of concern, circle of influence that comes out in the seven habits of highly effective people. The idea of I got to be able to filter out like this is real, this is not. And if I can't do that, then I have no choice but to stay the course because right. I'm safer with the group. And I I, I kind of get the sense that we're maybe, maybe we're doing that because socially to be not part of one of the groups is so problematic. It's, yeah. But what if the question then is, do do the groups that are being imposed upon us actually matter? What are the right groups and how big do those groups need to be for us to be influenced by them? Right? Because if you have a, uh, like a herd of elephants, well, the, the mother elephant sees its smallest group as its child. Right. And so that would be like us and our family. That's our most most important group. And then we belong to groups that go outside of that, right? So then there's groups with our community and then um and then our our our, our city as a whole and then our state, whatever that is. And then but within that we're also associated with other little groups, right? Like we mm-hmm. we used to be Marines and we were um, you know, I I was part of law enforcement, you were part of education and and things like like so there's all those groups, but what group like I think you gotta you gotta do the the math science thing. It's like what are the rules? What's the smallest possible thing that you can control and 
and work with and then work out from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way the circle of concern, circle of influence work. We got to let go. Are you familiar with that? Vaguely. I I remember you've, you've brought it up. So I'll real quick, let me see if I can do this. Um, I have access here to all participants host only. Okay, sweet. Uh, I have access to a little whiteboard on here. I'm going to give this a test and just see if this works. Um, <clears throat> the The idea is, oh boy, it's not letting me do it. Weird. Okay. the 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 whole idea is there's the um, the circle that we would want. Um, Okay, hold on. Just give me a second. I'm going to just pull this thing, open it up, collaborate users. Do you want to access? Okay, open the board. Can you see this now? Yep, that's good. Okay, cool. Uh, I am going to do something. I'm going to, I'm going to doodle. So for those of you, like, since you haven't seen this, basically, uh, let me use the pencil. Thank you. All right. So it works like this. Everything inside this circle, all, all of it, Every little tiny itty bitty dot, I'm going to put a bunch of dots in there. All right. Everything in here, we care about. We care about these things. Make sense? Mm-hmm. But we can only influence those ones. Got it. Every moment that we spend on one that is outside of that small like doodle circle that was really, really crappy, by the way, for those of you who are watching, but (laughs) you'll get the point. Everything that's on the outside of that little circle, if I spend a moment on it, it's a waste of time and it actually reduces my ability to influence anything. Because I'm spending time on something I can't actually influence. I care about it. It matters like this, this dot here, it matters. This dot here, it also matters. And so does this one and this one and this one. I care about them, but the only ones I can influence are the ones that are in here. I should have right. done it this way first. Cause these are beautiful. Those are better dots. They're better dots. <laughs> That's okay. But you get the point, right? Yes. So if we stay intensely focused on the ones that are inside the small circle, Mm-hmm. and we develop relationships with other people, sometimes we can encounter a situation like this where they overlap with a dot that I care about and I can't influence. But mm-hmm. for them, it fits something like that inside their ability to influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And I have all of these other dots that they can't influence, but I can. That's the exponential power of, of the group the in that situation. Yeah. Yep. Does that make sense? I know this is really crappy art, but you know, uh, stay, uh, stay true to who I am. Not much of an artist. But it works though. It works. Yeah. So, so. if, if the, <laughs> If that makes sense. Look, I, I, I've kept you a long time. We've given the audience a ton to chew on. We're going to go ahead and we're just going to wrap up right here. Hey, right. please, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, if you liked what you got here, share this with 10, 20, 1,000 people. Get the word out that we're just trying to help people out. 
Jason, thank you for joining me again. Uh, and we will hopefully be able to reconvene in the next week or two and, and do it again. All cool. right. See ya. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.